I never met Whoopi Goldberg. I don't watch The View. Before this week, I never heard of Kim Godwin, the president of ABC News who suspended Goldberg. I don't know what internal ABC code she was following or who she felt she needed to appease. Ordering Goldberg off the air for a fortnight. Some people thought, whoopee, we've canceled another apostate. Come on. I want to make three points. One, Whoopi Goldberg said some truly offensive and ignorant things. I'll dwell upon them in a few minutes. But she apologized. She apologized immediately. It was authentic and sincere. She has no history, zero, of animosity towards Jews. To the contrary, she is and has always been a friend of the Jewish people. She adopted the name Goldberg in the first place because she said she feels a kinship with Jews. She said some things that upon criticism from others, she regretted. Everyone says stupid things. You do too. I'm not looking at anybody. Those of us whose vocation it is to speak extensively and often in public always say things that we later conclude could have been said better. I spend hours every day immersed in exuberant verbosity. There's not even one day one day in 30 plus years as a rabbi that I haven't closed my office door at the end of the day on the way home and said to myself, you said some stupid things today. <laughs> every speech, every sermon, every article could have been written better, sharper, clearer. Americans seem incapable nowadays of accepting apologies, repentance, forgiveness, atonement. These are central principles of religion. Judaism is so insistent on contrition and forgiveness that our holiest season of the year, our highest of high holy days, is devoted to urging people to repent and forgive. The reason we make such a big deal about it, 10 full days of non-stop prayer and lamentation beating our chest in sorrow, is that it is hard to do. Human nature resists taking responsibility for mistakes that we made. Our nature is to hold on to grievance, revenge, retribution, reprisal, retaliation. These are more natural to us and honestly, they often make us feel better.
It's why our tradition is adamant that no human relationship is possible if we do not open space for admitting mistakes, apologizing, and receiving forgiveness. Remember, every one of us is flawed. All of us make mistakes. All of us make mistakes all the time. And if we are not prepared to admit wrongdoing and to seek atonement, we cannot have meaningful and lasting relationships with another human being. And worse, society itself will coarsen and our collective relationships will become nasty, brutish, violent, and tribal. Two, the Holocaust. What disturbed many was that Whoopi Goldberg said on air that the Holocaust was not about race. It was about man's inhumanity to man. It was about two white groups of people, in other words, just whites killing whites. In this, she revealed a kind of infuriating ignorance, but an ignorance that is pervasive and reflective of our times and the lived experiences of many Americans. She was channeling the views of millions of others who understand not only the Holocaust, but anti-Semitism generally, and even the Jewish experience itself, through a race-conscious perspective. Jews are white. All acts of Jew hatred are part of a spectrum of white supremacy. Whites hating whites. People of color are, by definition, victims of racism and Victims cannot be morally responsible or perpetrators of hate against Jews. Hence, even the FBI's initial operating assumption about Colleyville was that holding a rabbi and congregants hostage in a synagogue on Shabbat had actually little to do with the Jews. These are common views held by many millions of people. That's the point. This was a profound teaching moment. There was a rare opportunity for massive public education, and Whoopi Goldberg herself was willing to be the teacher. Instead, now the issue has become the harshness of her punishment rather than recruiting her articulate, influential, and friendly voice in the struggle against anti-Semitism. What we should be focusing on is the outrageous bile of Amnesty International in their perverse report on Israel re released this week. We should be focusing on a Tennessee school that banned the Holocaust book, Mouse, 
We should be focusing on the neo-Nazi rally in Florida and the refusal of the Florida governor to condemn it. Ignorance of the Holocaust is so widespread nowadays, and the Holocaust is so trivialized and disrespected that it is dragged into political and cultural debates that are irrelevant. Anthony Fauci is like Joseph Mengele. Vaccine and mask mandates are the 21st century equivalents of Hitler's Nuremberg laws requiring protesters to don yellow stars. Israelis are Nazis committing genocide against indigenous populations. You might recall I was, addressed to, I was invited to address an upper school assembly a couple of years ago in response to a speaker who in the previous assembly accused Jews of doing to the Palestinians what the Nazis did to the Jews. This is what passes nowadays for moral discourse at some schools, at some universities, and in some advocacy groups. Stop with the Holocaust comparisons. Nothing compares to the Holocaust. It was the epitome of collective evil in modern times and for all times. Stay away from the Holocaust. Think of another analogy for your critique about contemporary social policies. Three, anti-Semitism. For me, the most troubling part of what Whoopi Goldberg said is what many people picked up on but for different reasons. She said that the Holocaust was about man's inhumanity to man. She said that the Holocaust was not about race, implying that the Jews are not a race. These are both true. We Jews are not a race. We are a people. Am Yisrael. We are a civilization. There are Jews of every color of the gorgeous mosaic of humanity. In fact, most Jews of the world are not of European descent. Goldberg's statements were offensive because while we never saw ourselves or defined ourselves in racial terms, the Nazis did. For them, it was about race. It wasn't about white killing whites. It was about the Aryan master race exterminating the subhuman Jewish race. Since they viewed us in racial terms, all Jews of every color and of every background were guilty by association. Judaism was immutable for the Nazis. And thus, even Jewish converts to Christianity were not spared. Even World War I assimilated German Jewish war heroes were gassed to death. It is also most definitively true that the Holocaust teaches about man's inhumanity to man. After all, 
Jews are human beings too. The Holocaust was proof that this kind of murderous, evil insanity is not beyond the realm of the human experience. And if human beings did it once, they can do it again. So Whoopi Goldberg was right to point out that there are universal lessons to learn from the Holocaust. What was wrong was her assertion that it wasn't primarily about Jews. It was about man's inhumanity to man. That is not true. The Holocaust was mostly about man's inhumanity to Jews. It was about the lengths that people will go to exterminate Jews. It was the culmination of centuries of European anti-Semitism, animosity towards Jews. Hitler wanted to exterminate the Jews. This is what is so hard for people to understand nowadays. Because it requires recognizing, honoring, and upholding the unique, different, and distinctive civilization of the Jews. It requires recognizing the collective identification and aspirations of the Jewish people. It requires a deeper appreciation of and reconciliation with Zionism as the only response for 19th and early 20th century European Jewry to avoid decimation by their Gentile neighbors. And it requires grappling with Zionism's integration into collective Jewish identity. Recognizing, upholding, and dignifying the Jewish experience requires Accepting us for the way we see ourselves, not for how you would want to see us. You do not get to define who we are. We get to define for ourselves who Jews are. It is for you to decide whether you are willing to accept us or not based upon how we see ourselves. The difficulty of accepting Jews the way we see ourselves is why some people universalized the Holocaust. It didn't really have that much to do with Jews in the first place. It was about man's inhumanity to man. For the extreme right, it didn't even happen. It was fake. So there is no inner reconciliation required. For others, they may quote that gorgeous phrase from the diary of Anne Frank, I still believe in spite of everything that people are basically good at heart. But they dwell less on Anne Frank's suffering. 
the years of living in a cramped secret annex, her murder at Bergen-Belsen for the sole reason of being Jewish. The Nazis hunted Anne Frank not because of man's inhumanity to man, but in pursuance of the final solution to the Jewish problem. That was the only reason that Anne Frank and her family were murdered while most of their Dutch neighbors were spared. The inability or unwillingness to recognize and uphold the dignity of Jewish difference is the reason that some are unwilling or incapable of seeing Jews as we see ourselves. Thus, for them, Zionism is colonialism, apartheid, or whatever terrible sin you want to accuse the Jews of this week. For these people, Zionism is never about a Jewish renaissance the restoration of collective Jewish dignity in the promised land of our ancestors after two millennia of dispersion and hate, even for contemporary Jews. Recognition of distinctive collective Jewish identity is hard. The more liberal we are, the harder it is. For Jews, it is among the central challenges of our times. How to be part of the world and still be anchored in the Jewish experience and within the Jewish people. The growing inclination amongst liberal American Jews to de-emphasize Jewish distinctiveness, Jewish particularism, Jewish peoplehood, is the most serious threat to American Judaism, far graver than contemporary anti-Semitism. For what are the prospects of the continuity of our people if our people is not committed to our own distinctive continuity and does not even agree philosophically that it is a legitimate objective and a social good? Is it possible to sustain the Jewish people without being committed to the Jewish people? Can Judaism exist without Jews? It is the will to Jewish distinctiveness that ensures Jewish distinctiveness. It is the will to continue that leads to Jewish continuity. When these are lost, the future is lost. In the modern world, those who are not committed to Jewish survival will not survive as Jews. 